to Wedding You, the podcast for couples who want to be engaged in their weddings. My name is Dave. And I'm Amaris. And welcome to the show. Yes. We are back. It has been a minute, hasn't it? It has. <laughs> well, you I've know what? You. Yeah, it's it's we've it's been summertime. And yes. and and although it's not like terribly busy with events, it's just terribly busy with life. Yes. And and that happens. And that's why we're not promising this podcast on a weekly basis <laughs> or anything. We're going to do this when we have time because we have, you know, uh, jobs yes. <laughs> and, and that does get in the way, but, uh, Hey, we are back and, uh, kind of capping, uh, if, if you listen to our last podcast, which was all about etiquette, uh, we made a distinction on that podcast. We talked about the difference between etiquette and tradition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, to, to recap, if you haven't listened to that episode, basically we said traditions were the things that, uh, were not, um, or sorry, that uh, tr- traditions were the things that that were optional. Etiquette were the things that were not. We're not and and th- and that was pretty much it. Those are the things. But today we decided, well, let's talk about those optional traditions because as I, I just did a wedding um, up in Bass Lake, actually, mm-hmm. yeah, got to travel, go up to Yosemite, right in the middle of all the wildfires. Yes. It was beautiful and and smoky. <laughs> and but um, uh, my wife Johanna, who was my assistant that night, she was looking at the at the notes that I took from this couple, and they said. Uh, they understand that traditions have to happen, but they're not really into them. Hmm. And they were kind of just like, she was worried they'd just be going through the motions. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I said, you know, that's, uh, that's not necessarily true. We're going to have some fun with it. But uh, it got me thinking about this topic and, and how, you know, traditions are just something that not all couples want to do. Right. That's yep. extremely true. Have you had that uh, that experience with some of yours? Yes, and a lot of it is the fact that you know, well, this is my parents want me to do this. Uh huh. You know, because well, <laughs> that's, that's what they did. Yep. You know, this is what always happens at weddings. <laughs> Indeed. Like, okay. Indeed. Yes. Well, um, we're going to talk today about traditions. Um, we we decided that uh, traditions. It, it was just too good of a topic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, to to just inform you of what they are. Um, where the traditions came from, and then, of course, some alternatives and maybe some even some tips should you decide to do them. So, Because mm-hmm. that, that's one of those things. If it is optional, do I have to do it by the book? And, right. of course, you know, we always say the answer is no. Ultimately, it's your wedding. Yep. <laughs> you know, you do you, what you want. You do you. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's been popular lately. But for this uh, podcast, we, we have decided that for this particular podcast, we're going to leave out uh, specific cultural traditions and just kind of stick to the Americanized traditions that you see at most Western weddings. Um, Because I think we were talking before this started that, hey, maybe those cultural things, that could could be a whole other topic too. Maybe not next week, but (laughs) but definitely soon. So um, we are going to uh, skip the ceremony itself Mm -hmm. because I think as we also decided, the ceremony could be an entire podcast on its own. A couple podcasts. Yeah. So we're going to jump to the reception. We're all over the place here, and uh, we're going to go into, um, you know, pretty much starting at the beginning of the reception, and that would be either the grand entrance Mm -hmm. or the receiving line, and I know you have a lot of experience with both, so why don't you tell us about those? Okay, well, let's, I'm going to start with the grand entrance. Well, no, I'm going to start with the receiving line. Okay, it's a little bit older. Yes, and what is the receiving line? It's just the line of the wedding party whomever they decide to be there. Sometimes it's the parents of the bride and groom, um, family members, people that of importance, but it's definitely the wedding party and the bride and groom. Mm -hmm. And been in a few of those. You have, it's, it's a little awkward. I've been in one (laughs) long time ago. Um, it's just where people go 
you know, when, when they're leaving the ceremony, they have a chance to walk by, shake hands, mm-hmm. say hello, thank, you know, be, thank them for inviting them. They, people can thank them for coming, give well wishes to the bride and the groom. It's yeah. time for them to, you know, have a couple of minutes of one-on-one time, um, with the bride and groom. Yeah. So it's what it, the receiving yeah, I just, is. I always, so I always thought it was awkward, especially I, I was a groomsman and I was in a receiving line. And it's like, people are thanking me for being a groomsman. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. It's what, also awkward what else when can you I do don't know, you? when you don't, you know, you don't know half the exactly. people that are walking I'm, I'm, I'm hugging <laughs> grandma that like, okay, hey, it's good to meet you. You know? <laughs> So it's it's kind of like whenever I officiate a wedding and I go to a to, to a rehearsal dinner and I'm meeting yeah. people that are just like and you are yeah <laughs> like I'm just here for the yeah you know? I'm here to speak yeah I'm, I'm yeah. just talking okay cool and then uh, it, d- does that does that come from anything or is that just a I mean it's it's a very old tradition you don't right. see it a lot anymore no okay so when you, when I'm looking back at it and looking back at like for histories and things of that it's just greet people would just greet people um it's kind of which is kind of like with the grand entrance because so can i can i yeah just jump on that yeah so with the grand entrance i you know i'm sure you've seen movies let's just go with cinderella there you go so they're walking in you know to the ball they're introducing who these people are uh to give the importance of them Mm -hmm. you know uh and a lot of time in ballroom etiquette you could not dance. Women couldn't dance if they hadn't been former, if they were not formally introduced. Okay. They were not okay. allowed to dance with a partner, you know, with someone. Like you couldn't just go and a gentleman comes and asks you to dance because he sees you across the room and thinks you're beautiful. I haven't been introduced. If you haven't been formally introduced, you can't even ask her. Oh, man. So, yeah, it was really interesting. Well, so, that, would, that would be a bummer because you can get sniped right off the bat. They're yeah. just like, I don't like you. I'm not going to introduce <laughs> you. You can sit in the corner all night. Well, and the host would be, you know, a lot of times they'd have to rush around trying to introduce people, mm-hmm. especially people that they knew were single, you know. Yeah. Trying to, you know, because if, they didn't introduce them. There was no such a far cry from the days of you know, yeah, you know the days Tinder of now and you know. <laughs> exactly swipe left. <laughs> I was I was I was listening to to Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about the importance of of uh, you know satellites and and GPS and he goes you know it it, it can find you a mate now yeah you know? it, it actually can <laughs> like, like that that's the importance the within a twenty person block is in one block away from you so so okay so so you got your uh, you got your your. Your introduction, and that's kind of where the grand entrance comes from, is is introduce everybody right. so that people are allowed to dance with them. Yeah, and, and know who's who and yeah. who invited. Yeah, exactly. And it also it's, makes the guests look fancy if they have fancy people coming to oh, their that's, fancy party. That's very true. So. This, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Duchess and yes, <laughs> and exactly Duke of, the Duke. Right on. Now, I, I've I, in in my days, you know, some people they want to do grand entrances, others don't, and we even talk about this at our wedding you event about how you know it, it's it's not again everything's optional, um, but there is something to be said about starting mm-hmm. the wedding reception off on a recognizable. Uh, note and right. and I've, I've I've had those situations where like we don't want to do a grand entrance okay let me at least make some kind of announcement that that starts things officially and it also can set the mood for the entire oh for reception. sure for sure I remember back in the day we always used to ask you want a a nice grand entrance or a fun grand entrance right. and it was about fifty fifty 
Some people are like, oh, no, we just want to keep that really nice and, and sweet. And, you know, you put on your DJ voice, ladies and gentlemen, now <laughs> we're introducing the, you know, Mr. and Mrs. And, and nowadays I don't even ask anymore because everyone's just like, are you kidding? Make it fun. Yeah. <laughs> we're coming into hip hop or something or just, you know, ice, ice baby. We're going to dance in. It's, 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 it's that way. Um, <laughs> have, you, have you seen uh, uh, alternatives to, to grand entrances? I, I have a couple. Uh, there's a couple that have really stood out to me. So um, there is a someone that was a football player. And mm-hmm. so they did like in the beginning of a football game, how all the high school guys run out and break the yes, paper. Yes, they, they break the paper. Yes. So yeah. I saw that. That was, that was really cool. And that really stood out to me. It was several years ago. And another one was, you've seen Cinderella mm-hmm. and it was a silhouette entrance and they did their first dance. Um, and so you see their silhouettes and they, they're dancing and you just see the silhouettes and then, here they come, like like, they like behind right a out. behind a sheet or a curtain. It or, was behind or a, screen. a screen. Oh yeah, I've yeah. seen I've seen something really, like really that. Really cool. Yeah. And then they came out and then they finished their dance out there and everyone was like, oh, and the um, the DJ had introduced them and this was their you know first dances. So. Way cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I've, I've seen uh, I, it was right right after the Super Bowl uh, where Beyonce and Bruno Mars um, mm-hmm. were. Uh, uh, appearing t- together and they did that kind of like guys versus girls. Beyonce mm-hmm. was doing girls. They run the world and she had all of her girls dancing yeah. and then Bruno Mars, they, they had their dance. So, so the couple wanted to recreate something like that, of course, with a bunch of groomsmen that had two left feet, but <laughs> it still worked. You know, all the groomsmen came in and they went to one side and then all the girls came in, went to another and they kind of had like a little dance off in the center. It was, I, that would be fun to see. Yeah. It's, it's and any, anything that you can do again to, to, to make it creative, to make it your own, mm-hmm. um, flat, Flash mobs I've yeah, seen. That's what I was going to ask you yep. if you've ever seen a flash seen mob. Seen flash mobs. <laughs> um, it's uh, sometimes it, like surprise to the groom. Yeah, that that's the bride what I was, yeah, was going to say. They're like, what is going on? And, but uh, yeah, other times it's just, you know, hey, just everybody gets involved. I'm, 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 I'm meeting with somebody in a couple weeks for a 65th birthday party and she dropped the flash mob idea. Oh. <laughs> she said, well, I think we want to do this flash mob. I got somebody who does those. <laughs> Like huh. more power to you, man. Go for okay, it. <laughs> Celebrate sixty-five in style. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so I mean, yeah, grand entrances. Like I said, as long as you start it some way, um, you, you're generally good. I'm I'm gonna jump possibly ahead, possibly okay. not. Uh, it, it, I'm gonna talk about why I'm jumping to this because it does have to do sometimes immediately after the grand entrance, the thank you speech. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is one of those that I, I get a lot of brides and grooms who, you know, they're on the fence about do they want to do a thank you because maybe they're a little shy. Uh, they don't know what to do. So if you're thinking about doing one, here's some here's some great ideas. Here's some intro information. Um, obviously, it is optional at the wedding, but convention says that it should be done either at the rehearsal dinner or the wedding reception. Okay. And that's pretty obvious. <laughs> you know, um, if you're going to name names write them down to avoid forgetting somebody. (laughs) They say you're almost always going to forget somebody. So to avoid forgetting somebody, try not naming names. It's like one or the other, but uh, I have seen brides and grooms pull out sheets and they, they read down a list of, you know, this is who we want to thank specifically. And and it totally works. And when you get it written down, you're usually not going to forget anybody. Um, this is a kind of a general rule with all speeches, but, uh, a a thank you speech really should not be done. It shouldn't be more than two to three minutes long. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's the average. Either the bride or the groom can speak, but if they're both, you know, and they're both standing next to each other, one can take the option, take the mic. Those, you know, the ones who is the not ones, quite less as nervous, yeah, less it. nervous, you know, let less shy to get on the mic. Um, but if a bride and a groom are going to switch off back and forth, and they are each going to thank people, something that's recommended is that you each kind of write down who you're going to thank and what you're going to say, so you don't mm-hmm. end up just repeating what the other person says, because mm-hmm. that obviously <laughs> takes time. Yeah. I, I hate to say this, but practice, you know, yeah. ahead of time. If you're doing it, it, it will it will clean it up. And you just got to be mindful that you're not going too long when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, while thanking your vendors is nice, it, it's not necessary. Yeah, you know, no. as, as as I put down, we're we're paid to be there, right? <laughs> and 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 a thank you in front of your guest is, I, I believe me, it touches my heart every time somebody says, "We got to yeah. thank our DJ and we thank our wedding planner and yeah. these are awesome people and they helped us out so much." Yeah, you know, somebody goes way, way, way above and beyond. But for the most part, you know, write us a review afterwards. That's that's all the thanks we need. Um, but thank those who contributed without compensation. Yeah. You know, uh, those who went above and beyond, those who are traveling long distances. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that you really want to shout out and thank in, in your speech. Um, thank the bridal party. Thank yes. your parents. And, yes. uh, of course, thank those who helped pay for the wedding, mm-hmm. if that's applicable. Um, there's different times in the night that you can hold this thank you speech. Uh, mostly common, most common is, is at the end of the toasts mm-hmm. when all the toasting's done. Then it's like, Hey, you know what? Why don't we hear from the bride and the groom? Let's give them the microphone and, and, uh, and, and let them speak. Um, other times it's done right before the cake. Uh, that's another popular time. I like to do it right after the grand entrance. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, that's that's my favorite. Um, it's something I started doing a few years ago. I got mm-hmm. the idea from a, another DJ friend of mine. And uh, it's just been, it's like this cool rock star moment, I, I call it. Because mm-hmm. you come in from a grand entrance and everybody's up and standing up and you get the mic passed to you and you're just like, thank you, everybody. And they're yeah. like, wow, like, yeah, that was cool. It's also yeah. a really cool transition into a first dance, mm-hmm. but that's another topic, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, just kids keep this in mind. The longer that you wait to do your thank you speech, uh, the more you've had to drink usually. Yes. <laughs> so your thank you speech could be uh, quite in, in intelligible, unintelligible. Um, some al- alternatives, uh, if you're just too shy to get on the mic, um, try making a video. And, and you can have it played at a certain a certain point. Um, I haven't actually seen that, but I've seen videos that kind of include, you know, a little bit of thank yous, um, usually to the bridal party. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe the, maybe it could even be a lead into the grand entrance mm-hmm. or it could be part of the slideshow if you're doing one. Um, leave a thank you note attached to the giveaways. So if you're giving away a little, you know, tchotchke, a little, a little uh, mm-hmm. you know, candle or something like that, have an actual thank you note attached to that as, or even part of the centerpiece. Yeah. You know, it's like, let, let all the guests know that there's a little thank you on the centerpiece. Um, you can have something written and framed as part of your seating chart or on the place card table. Mm-hmm. Um, option, <laughs> add, add photos to those who you want to thank. Like, hey, these are the people we really want to thank, you know, yeah, and have pictures of your parents or something. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's always the old create a wedding program mm-hmm. and put acknowledgments in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wedding you got, programs. You got anything to, to add to that one? Because that's uh, I I, I kind of well, think you you went you delved into I kinda, that I kind of racked my brain on this one because I, I I saw some ideas online and some of them were good some of them not so good but mm-hmm. I just started thinking like what what really needs to go into it so you know that's a that's a thank but you it's speech really important to 
thank people. Yeah. So let's say you've done it right after the grand entrance. The next step is the first dance. It is. The and first that's, and that's your. Well, with your way, it's, we do the first dance right then and yeah. there, which yeah. I love, by the way. Yeah. I, I recommend that all the time. I, I recommend it for many reasons. One, obviously it gets the wedding kind of started. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't have to wait until after dinner to, right. oh, the bride and groom haven't danced yet. That, that's a, it's a very old tradition right. is you're not allowed on the dance floor until the bride and groom dance, which, right. which I'm sure you tradition. have the history of that. Yes. <laughs> you know, it is, it I've is heard true. you talk about that. Um, but yeah, but go on. Okay. So the first dance, um, obviously it's the first dance of the newlyweds. And the history and the reason that really I believe that the first dance became a thing is... I love talking about balls and dances and big parties (laughs) from back in the day. But the host, um, whether they had like a guest of honor that was there or the host themselves, they Mm -hmm. would go out uh, from the the party portion. You know, they have big dinners and they go into the party portion, the dance portion. And in order to get the party started and all the dancing started, the host and their guest of honor or the guests of honor of this party would go out and do a waltz or something mm-hmm. in order to start the portion of the dancing. And, and, so that, and that's where the first dance comes yep, from. Let's bring that on to weddings. Let from. them spin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So makes you sense. dance and then everybody now can get out on the floor. So, yep. yeah. And I mean, let's say, you know, typically it's a slow dance, but I have seen classical ballroom mm-hmm. first dances. You can do, I mean, there's people that do full on, performances choreographed routines the what what what, what's what's known as the youtube incident or not not incident the youtube factor is is everybody for a long time was trying to get their their weddings to go viral on youtube and they figured do a really fun first dance well you can start it like you know slow and beautiful and then just break out and especially if you're a really good dancer bust into baby got back i i i I did one a number of years ago i'll never forget this wedding i think they did something like 11 or 12 different uh, cuts in, in their oh, first dance. Cool. It was crazy. I, I, I offer to my brides and grooms if they want to do that and they give me the songs and mm-hmm. they kind of give me a direction. Like I, I you know, I, I can cut it, but this one was a work of art. I oh. had, I said, I have nothing to do with that one. That was before I learned how to do anything <laughs> like that, but man, it was great. And of course we had, you know, videographers there and it, it went, you know, we put that up as soon as possible up on YouTube and oh. I think I still see Did it to you this go day. Viral? Uh, not quite, but it was, I, it was probably just a little too long. <laughs> I do the one the one that I really stands out to me was the wedding we did last year mm-hmm. when the couple started dancing and then they brought their kids up. Yeah, I that was really yes. cool. If, I the, if that it's was... like combined family mm-hmm. or they just have kids, you know, it's like hey, it was really it's nice. all part of the family. Um, what if what if you have a very shy bride and groom that they're really nervous, like they want to do the first dance, but they're really nervous about, what would you suggest for them? I've you know? never, I've honestly never experienced Oh, have you that. never, have you never have experienced they, Well, they've gotten up to, they're really nervous about it, but they want to do it. And they've just gotten up and like did a very quick, like slow thing. And then they invited Invite, the yeah. bridal party yeah, exactly. and everybody else out to dance with them. I've, yes. So yeah. I've never, I've never not seen them dance, people dance. Yeah. But I've seen them dance for maybe twenty five seconds, exactly. and then they wanted the entire bridal party to. Come I did, out. yeah, I did. I did a very, very religious wedding. Um, I, 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 I'm, I for, forgive me if I if I say the wrong thing. I think they were. Is 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 there a Latino equivalent to Seventh Day Adventist? 
Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm talking. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to theology talk <laughs> with Amherst and Dave. Um, I it, basically it was one of those like like hey our religion it does it, for them it wasn't so much that it forbade uh, uh, dancing it was just that that they were convinced no one in their family would dance so even oh. when they did their first dance it was like 20 seconds oh. and that was it because it was like no 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 we we got to get off the dance floor. Funny thing was that that party ended up raging. We we got everybody <laughs> dancing <laughs> much to the you know well the, well the bride and groom like kind of disappeared for a while oh. and and I got every all of a sudden people started dancing I'm like I'm not I'm not letting this go <laughs> she thought the wedding would be done by 9 11 o'clock we're like okay you guys gotta go yeah it's time to leave <laughs> they, they looked at me they're like they're like are they, they're like are you okay do you, do you have to go anywhere I'm like I got no place else yeah. to go like I want to party with you guys it was so much fun but yeah okay so so a first dance you know there's I I wouldn't say there's too many alternatives except in the dance itself yeah. if you're going to choreograph something if you're going to do something traditional if you're just going to do a slow song right. um you know songs they don't all have to be slow but they should be meaningful because yes. you think about it that is going to be the song yeah every time you hear somebody say that's our song that's mm-hmm. that's what they're referring mm-hmm. to so um yeah go go for meaning over over you know ed sheeran's latest and greatest yes. <laughs> if, if that's not your ed your your cup of uh Cup of uh, whiskey with with an E. <laughs> so, with an uh, E. <laughs> that's right. Um, right after uh, the the grand entrance, uh, I'm sorry. Right after the first dance, uh, in my perfect world of of you know Dave making your schedule, it's usually <laughs> that's where the toasts are, are going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've kind of combined uh, a couple because it makes sense. We, there are addresses of welcome. And there are toasts and speeches. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you're a fan of the Big Bang Theory, then you've no doubt uh, heard, you know, on, on repeat, Sheldon explains the origin of the toast dating back to ancient Roman times when they would drop a piece of burnt bread um, into the glass to temper the bad wine mm-hmm. that they sometimes had to drink. That's that's actually where saying, you know, a toast yeah. uh, comes from. Raising a cup or toasting one's gods or one's health, it actually dates back even further than the Roman times. In the 6th century... Uh, the Greeks, yeah, it would, the, the ancient Greeks would pour their wine from a common pitcher, and the host would be the first to drink, and he would raise his glass to show everybody that it wasn't poisoned. Mm, There's so much of that, that going on in, in really? ancient Greece and <laughs> the Romans. They were always worried about people poisoning them. But um, <laughs> but what, what I found interesting in my research is, is that wars often ended uh, in a truce by bringing the leader's children together for a wedding. And mm. so that's where the tradition of toasting at a wedding be, uh, began is because it would usually be two warring tribes that were coming together, so the host would then show no poison, yeah, no. and it would be a done at weddings. Wonderful. Um, so, so who who should toast at weddings versus the rehearsal dinner? Because because this is something that I get asked all the time. I'm like, we have 27 people who want to speak. It's like, are you doing a rehearsal dinner? Yeah, great. Tell 25 of them to speak there. Yeah. Um, anybody can toast at, at the rehearsal dinner. Uh, the wedding should really you sh- you should try to limit it to a, a handful of of people. Um, the best man and maid of honor traditionally have the honor of toasting. That kind of goes without saying. Parents, uh, significant relatives may also be called up to toast. And then sometimes those significant relatives might not be at the rehearsal dinner. Uh, like, you know, my, my great aunt who, you know, I, I model my life after or whatever, you know. Right. Um, if other bridal parties or family members wish to speak, just keep in mind the, the timing. Mm-hmm. Again, remember a speech should be no more than three minutes, but, uh, you know, 10 speeches, yeah. <laughs> even at three minutes each, will bore your guests to tears. <laughs> um, figure out which ones can be moved to the rehearsal dinner. Because the thing about a rehearsal dinner is it's all about 
the speeches. There, there's no dancing usually, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So it's all about like, hey, everybody gets to, to gets to roast or toast, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the bride and groom, and it's fun. Um, the, the thing I tell my brides and grooms all the time, and they, so many of them live in fear of this happening at their wedding. Don't open it up. No. To say anyone else like to speak, yeah. it's like amateur DJing 101. It becomes open mic night at your wedding, and oh, there's nothing worse than once one person stands up, mm-hmm. then you have a, a line of 99 more mm-hmm. that are there to to toast. Um, if you're doing, I, I would say more than four speeches are being given by your bridal party members. Um, a simple yet effective way of adding one or both sets of parents is to ask one or more. Um, to give an address of welcome as opposed to a toast. Uh, This may be the father of the bride, or it might be the parent who contributed the most uh, financials, you know, finances toward the wedding. Mm -hmm. Uh, The address of welcome can also lead into a blessing or a prayer if the couple's Mm -hmm. so inclined. So, you know, instead of saying, okay, well, we're going to do the best man, the maid of honor, this bridesmaid, this groomsman, then we're going to bring up the parents of the groom and then the (laughs) father of the bride. Um, you know, hey, the father of the bride, why don't we do, let him do the address of welcome? And then that's mm-hmm. kind of another significant place. And, you know, especially if you have those like, you know, egos that are going to get bruised as to who goes first, who goes last. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can kind of quell it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, personally, I, I like to do the father of the bride toast last, but uh, the most emotional to, and I don't just mean the the mom who gets up there and starts crying, you know, and can't, can't get a word in edgewise of the bridesmaid. Um, but usually the most emotional toast, uh, the most emotional parent is usually best to kind of close it off. Mm. Some I, I've heard I've heard uh, other DJs 100 percent disagree with me on this one. Maybe. They say, no, save the, the most dynamic or the funniest for the end. And I'm just like, hey, you know what? Weddings, it's OK to 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 have the feels. Yeah. Um, well, and then you're all about the. I'm all about the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like to do that and then do something fun. Mm-hmm. Some alternatives. Uh, if if you don't like to speak, again, make a video. Mm-hmm. That's that's something they can do. Get the audience involved in like a quiz or, oh, or, or some kind of some kind of trivia. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just can't do that. Um, tell a story. Everybody can tell a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's another one. Read a poem, sing a song. Yeah. Uh, those are all kind of stage fright uh you know, if, if you have stage fright, you're not going to Yeah, like I was this. like, well, if they're not going to want to give a speech, I don't yeah. think they're going to want to sing a song. But, but it is funny how some people would be terrified of giving a speech, but they're perfectly fine performing a song. Yeah, me. It's, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Who did I have in mind when I talked about that? Um, just a couple tips. I also wrote these down. Uh, if, if you're toasting at somebody's wedding, <laughs> this is more for those of you who are not getting married, but if you're getting married, tell your bridal party this. Um, remember to, to bring your glass up with you. <laughs> I can't tell you how often I'm, I'm standing there. And bring your glass of champagne, or I, I will like run and grab their glass of champagne while they're toasting. Um, if, if, if it's your wedding, ask the caterer or the bar staff if they can have somebody on hand to hand a glass. I've, I've worked Sorry. at a very select few venues where they have a, a server on hand or a manager or a, a host or something that is there with a glass of champagne. They're, they're just out of eyeline of, of the person toasting, but they're there just in case they forget their glass that as soon so as they go. So raise your glass. They just go zoop, and just hand, them, just hand them the glass. Um, and, uh, some other tips, you know, of course, have, uh, have, have a tissue on hand. 
important. <laughs> yeah, a few. I for, keep I keep those in my bag. Yes, and 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 it's good to have a couple up at the head table for mm-hmm. emotional toasters or even yourselves. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's okay to cry. Like I said, yeah. emotions and the feels are okay. Uh, leave mentions of of exes out of your speech. Oh. <laughs> That's, as I say, leave leave the exes at home, especially if they're there in the room. Um, tell stories, but leave out the ones without a happy ending. Yeah. Or 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 maybe if it doesn't have a happy ending, at least have it make a point that that, that leads to <laughs> that that ending? day. Um, don't just tell embarrassing stories, and unless you can unless you can fit it into something positive. Mm. My best friend and I, of course, you know, our, our whole lives we've always been about trying to embarrass each other. And so he actually had me a little worried, you know, going into my wedding. My wife and I got married fairly young. We were in our 20s. And he said, oh, I'm going to give it to you at your wedding. Like, and on, and and he got up there, and I'm just like, oh, what is he going to say? What is he going to say? And he finally concludes a very nice speech with, he goes, he goes, I, I want to say this to you guys, and I mean this in the nicest possible way. You two deserve each other. And it was like that, that could be a real snide remark if taken out of context, but, uh, it perfectly fit. And I was so proud of him. And then years later he gets married and I'm his best man. Uh And you know, I, I, I somehow managed to get him to pull his pants down in the middle of his, in the middle of my toast. That that's another story. And that, if you knew my best friend, that's the way he is. But I, uh, I, I kind of told that story about him embarrassing me or threatening to embarrass me. And so mm-hmm. I said, you know, payback <laughs> you know, <laughs> is what it is. And, uh, so I, I, I talked about, I, I just, I, I made reference in my speech about how, uh, he and, and his fiance now wife, they, they are just known through all of their friends as, as the couple that will come and help them. Uh, you need to mm-hmm. paint your garage. We're there. If you need to help moving or building something, we're there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I said, you told me that, that my wife and I deserve each other. And I told him at his wedding, I, I said, the world deserves you too, you know. Aww. So it was kind of a nice little 360, you know, Aww. way to turn that around. But but that's kind of a way to take a slightly embarrassing situation, but make a point out of it. Yeah. And you don't have to be quite that poetic. Not everybody has that, but yeah. that's uh that, that's you're, it. You're very good speaker well thank you that one <laughs> and I did it drunk too. That that was that, that was the fun part. They did their wedding in reverse. What do you mean? Uh they started their wedding with the um uh, like with the dancing and they did, they, they basically did all the formalities in reverse. Oh. And so right before midnight we did the toasts and then they had their wedding ceremony. Oh, It my was goodness. really interesting, but it was an open bar. <laughs> and so 1145, uh, I, I had discovered a group of friends and they turned me on to a brand new type of wine that I really liked. And man, we were just, and, and we actually had to delay the ceremony because the maid of honor was in the bathroom. You know? Oh my goodness. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, it was interesting photos. They are out for sure. <laughs> for sure. It was an interesting wedding. I will, I will tell you that. Well, speaking, um, speaking of doing it in reverse. And yeah. so you guys were all tipsy. Um, is that why you like to kind of get a, get, get the toast done early so that it is another reason. (laughs) (laughs) It is another reason. Um, my, my famous saying is, is, uh, you know, people are 
much more forgiving if they anticipate food coming mm-hmm. rather than if they've eaten something. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm, I'm not going to go into my soapbox that I do mm-hmm. at wedding you about <laughs> where to put the toast because that's up to you. But mm-hmm. um, that's just a little tip is that if you do it before the meal is served is that a, it kind of puts a little tiny bit of pressure on those toasting to maybe not take forever. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else will actually pay attention because they know food's coming and they're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do it afterwards, they kind of, they kind of fall asleep. But yes, that is another reason why I like to put the toast early. <laughs> I, I've done some weddings where there have been some problems. Mm. Uh, hey, my brother is, you know, is is a raging alcoholic yeah. and he's going to get really drunk. I say, great, let's do his speech like immediately. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you know, right. before he has a chance to hit the bar. Like, We're going to have idea, him do dude. it. During cocktail hour. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, how about you have them do it during the reception or during the rehearsal dinner at the very beginning? Um, so, so, yeah, so that, that's kind of speeches, address of welcome. Um, there is a, a let's let's get into to some of the, the dances, um, okay. like bridal party dance, for example. Okay. What's, what's that all about? Well, like I had said, when the bridal party comes out, like people have had the bridal party come up with them dancing mm-hmm. because they were very uncomfortable. Um, me personally, can I'm I doing one that? of those in a couple of weeks? Actually, yeah. me personally, I think uh, for me personally, I've I've experienced this where um, they don't really have a lot of those. Not um, anymore. Yeah, Not because was... people are really they get it's like half the time you're dancing with someone you don't know, right. and your husband's sitting, you know, at the table <laughs> or the wife or whatever is sitting there. So, um, but it's just when the bridal party gets up and dances and. Yeah, it's acknowledged in front of everyone. They That's get pretty to, much it. You know, I, I just say it's, fancy. It's, it's it's time to to throw your bridal party under the mm-hmm. bus because they yeah. know they have to do whatever you ask them to yeah. and dance with each other. Yeah, <laughs> dance monkeys. But I've don't. seen you know I've when it when it has happened I've seen where the bridal party does come out and dance but they don't dance with each other they dance with their significant other if they have and one. That's 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 as so. nice as letting them sit with their significant mm-hmm. others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've I've been to those weddings where I'm up at a I'm up at a head table up on stage. There's my wife. How yeah. you doing? Like, Hi, <laughs> you know, I love you. Having fun by yourself. Yeah. I've I've been um the, I had to dance a bridal party dance. I I fortunately knew the person mm-hmm. from for years. Yeah, but you know. It's still awkward. Yeah, it, I've never danced with him. It, it really, life. it really can be, and it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's never done anymore. The most I ever see it done is where they're going to invite their bridal party onto the dance floor with them to help them get through their first dance. Right. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a, as far as it being a separate dance, um, I would say maybe once every two or three years, if that. <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen one in five or six yeah, at least. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a while. And then the whole thing, like, I don't, I just, having them come out, like at once you start, you know, once they start dancing, um, it also can bring, you know, then invite everybody out. So it's okay. You guys can be kind of a transition. And then we're all going to come out and then everybody's comfortable. Yeah. Just, just make sure your DJ or MC is kind of on the ball with Mm -hmm. that. And they know I'll say, okay, after a minute and 30 seconds, bring these people out after this, Mm -hmm. bring, bring the next next wave. Formalities, you really need to discuss that with your. And, and, and similarly, uh, parent dances, Mm -hmm. um, parent dances are something now, this is something that's done far more often than, than, than bridal party dances. Mm -hmm. Um, traditionally, uh, actually traditionally a father would start dancing with his daughter at the beginning Mm -hmm. of, of the ball, um, and then hand his daughter over to her new husband. So Mm -hmm. it was actually technically the first dance was kind of wrapped up in, 
uh, the, the, in that case, the father daughter dance, but uh, it was, it was like a symbol of trust and acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea, uh, for the father daughter and the mother son dance is the same, but it's a moment where the parent gets to kind of symbolically say goodbye to their child. Um, mm-hmm. I love to tie this in with like stories of the parents and, and just, just kind of make it a little more emotional than just ladies and gentlemen, the father daughter dance. I've actually, I've actually done a wedding where they didn't do the couple dance first they did that the father really? yes oh cool yes and they I... danced to butterfly kisses and i was crying like, on the side. <laughs> but that's what go. he did he passed her sorry about that that's okay we're just breaking stuff yeah. in the, in the good old studio her, 51 he passed her off to him it was it was that's a adorable. beautiful moment and there was a video playing oh even better yeah yeah anyway very cool well you sorry know about the, that as 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 I said earlier, the the, the Western weddings, the, the more Americanized wedding, they've kind of embraced the parent dance as part of the wedding tradition. Um, most common father daughter, mother son, but of course mother daughter, step parents, even mm-hmm. siblings um, dances can be done when that person has an equal or even a greater hand in raising uh, that particular child. Mm-hmm. Um, so, some tips for this one, you know, uh, this is something that actually it's been going on for a long time. I've started noticing. I've been it's been requested lately is can you fade the song? And it's almost to the point where I'm doing it at almost every wedding now. Mm -hmm. Um, Fading the song is something you can work out with your DJ. Uh, You know, someone who has a musical ear, it's not just like 90 seconds and then fade. It's, it's, you know, make sure it's after the chorus, uh, you know, before the next verse starts, if possible. Mm -hmm. I, I, I usually will, you know, uh, take a, a listen and sometimes I even mark them the popular songs. I have them marked on my, you know, on my computer system of when to fade them, uh, if that's what they so choose. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I talk about this at the wedding you event, uh, choose an artist or a song that your parent likes. If, if you're having trouble picking a song, um, it doesn't always have to be butterfly kisses or I loved her first or any of those, my little girl, uh, choose a song that has special or even comical meaning between the two of you, uh, or let them pick a song without your knowledge. Mm. I always like that. The the ones that are a surprise, because you always, (laughs) you always get a great reaction there. Um, some alternatives do all the parent dances at once start, maybe start with a father daughter and invite the mother son onto the dance floor Mm -hmm. or have them both start at the same time. If again, one is shot, I, I find a lot of times, uh, a bride or a groom doesn't want to be the center of attention or even sometimes their parent. And so by just having four people on the dance floor as opposed to two, it takes eyes off of them and uh, it it gives them something else to something else to stare at. And it just makes it like a security blanket. (laughs) Um, Another thing is ask other parents and their children to join mm-hmm. in, you know, okay, can we get all fathers and daughters up here? How about all mothers and sons? Um, or, you know, if you're, if you're so inclined, choreograph something with your parent, uh, have a flash mob, <laughs> you know, <laughs> do one of those. I, I had a bride who, who had choreographed a dance with her dad, unbeknownst to the groom. She just kept telling him like, I'm doing, I'm going to a yoga class and oh she kept going goodness. over and, you know, <laughs> and practicing with her dad. It was really cute. So his reaction was, was golden. Um, I, I've even seen one time a mother son karaoke. Oh. The mother, and it was yeah, it wasn't even the groom. The mother was just absolutely could not dance. Very, uh, very traditional, um, barely spoke English. Uh, Korean mother, and she, but she karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> so we set up a whole thing so that they could sing a, a Korean uh, a song karaoke Aww, to each other. That's, <laughs> it was, that's fun. It was really cool. It was a duet, but that's that, that's it. Um, okay, it. so you got you, you got bridal party dances. Um, Parent dances, uh, 
pretty much, you know, you're, you're going to eat. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't have to talk about the food, but why not? That's uh, the delicious well, part. You know, <laughs> let's go out to dinner. Um, th- sometimes uh, a couple will do like a like a slideshow or a special presentation. Mm-hmm. What, what what can you tell us about about those kind of? Well, the most the the most done would be slideshow yeah. presentations. Uh, there's people that will sing, have people sing songs, um, like a guest sing a song mm-hmm. to them as a gift, yep. um, especially when you know people that are artists, music you know, oh, yeah. artists. I, I always joke. I say, somebody singing, Tahitian fire dancing, anything? Yeah, you know? Any, like, there's all kinds of things. Um, and uh, if you want to know a little like historical thing where yeah. it could have originated from, yeah. back kings and queens, and when they had big parties and things, people would come and present them with gifts. Uh-huh. And sometimes it was just an act of a dance or uh, the gift of know. song. Yeah. Well, that's where that and comes things from. Like that. So okay. that's where I, you know, I'm guessing that it moved on to right. us because all of America, Americanized traditions have come from someplace From else. the European monarchy somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Ancient times, as we just like to say. But yeah, and then there's, you know, the the bride may have a special surprise for the groom. She mm-hmm. That's a great time when you do the dances, like yeah. a surprise dance. Um, I've seen gifts being given. Yeah. Families give, give a I house. I like a house, a honeymoon. Yeah. yeah, honeymoon. Yeah, and things like that. That's mostly in the presentations. Family members. Yeah, and, made, then, there, and then there's... made a video. Yep. There, oh, and and, and there, there's the, the inevitable slideshow mm-hmm. that uh, that's what I mean, like yeah. video slideshow. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's usually somebody uh, who who puts that on. Mm-hmm. Um, have you done a lot of Filipino weddings? No, I have not. I've done a ton in my day, and I haven't seen it done as much recently. Mm-hmm. But the big thing about Filipino weddings was the performances. They would have, and it was usually like, okay, this uncle is going to sing this song, and then this group of teenage cousins are going to do this dance, <laughs> and then this person is going. It, it it was seriously like during dinner. It was it was a variety show, it's like a talent show. It yeah. seriously was, and it was so cool to watch because I saw some of the coolest. You know, uh, the, these kids are like should be on. So you think you can dance, and right. they're, they're they're doing their thing. But it's like that was the thing. It's like they'd always say performances, and I haven't seen as much of that lately. Yeah. I kind of want to get back to that. I thought that was kind of cool. That's really, um, that's really fun. I My tip on this would be if you're doing a slideshow, and, and this is just my tip as a DJ and, and an Eagle Scout, you know, mm-hmm. is, is back up. Just be prepared. I can't tell you how many slideshows have been ruined because they bring their Macintosh computer and the person with the... Uh, video only has a VGA cable and they're not compatible or they try to play a QuickTime movie and it's just not working because they don't have Wi-Fi and it needs to update whatever it is, you know. You just need to pre you need to pre-plan. Pre-plan. I like w- whenever I do them, um, I have them give it to me ahead of time mm-hmm. and I'll put it on a memory uh, drive. I, you know, I have some kind of physical media as mm-hmm. well as a computer backup right. so that, and, and I test it out. I, mm-hmm. I just make sure it works and then I test it there that day. But, you know, things happen. And, but I, I can't tell you how many slideshows, how many things I've, I've seen just ruined because somebody brings in a computer and it's not going to f- be the right format or whatever it is. Right. It's, and then it, the whole thing is just. Yeah, Done. then it's then it's toast, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then hey, that was a big. Eh. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, that can lead into dancing. It can also lead into uh, the delicious part, which is the cake. Uh, um, the cake is fun. Yeah, well, tell us about tell us about cake cutting and traditions there. Well, cake cutting is just what it says. Cake yeah. cutting. I've seen pie cutting though, because yeah, that's true. <laughs> dessert cutting. Dessert. Yep. Yeah. Dessert table. Yeah, dessert tables and. Pie tables and cookies and cupcakes and all the fun stuff. 
Um, it's just people do it because it's a traditional thing to do. Yeah. That's really why we do it. It's just always happened. But that started out, um, which we talk about a lot in Wedding You, but ancient Roman wedding ceremony, mm-hmm. ceremonies, they were finalized <laughs> by the breaking of bread over the yep. newlyweds heads over their head that's, um, that's where the cake smashing comes mm-hmm. from yes yeah. which is not fun. not done as much yeah. anymore especially not with all the frosting and the <laughs> icing but they would break a cake of wheat or barley over the bride's head as a symbol of good fortune so it's always the bride mm-hmm. <laughs> so the newlyweds would eat a few crumbs um together and again, that was for symbolizing of like good luck and mm-hmm. good fortune. And then the guests would gather up some of the crumbs to take with them because that then gave them good luck as part of, well. Part of that, yeah. And that, yeah. that, that tradition seeps over into uh, the, the the bouquet garter toss yes. and, and, you know, all kinds of stuff. There's so. So, so much history into why we do what we do. It's exactly. really, really cool. Um, there's also the in the medieval England, the early form of a actual wedding cake was they would stack spiced buns mm-hmm. as high as they could. And if the bride and groom could kiss over the top of that, that was also, they were supposed to have prosperity <laughs> and yeah, I, I thought like it was it. pretty, pretty funny. It was a lifetime of prosperity for them. And I thought that that was really cool. And then the 17th century, there were fruited cakes where they became like the centerpieces of the wedding. Like a, like a fruit cake? Yes, cool. fruited cakes, <laughs> but that was for fertility and prosperity. And you can use a fruit cake as a centerpiece now. Yes, you can. <laughs> you can really use anything you want. And then sometime in the 17th century, um, when sugar became like readily available and like affordable for mm-hmm. people, that's when they started. That's making, when they started making it sweet. Uh huh. So making the icing, and then they would put that all over the top, just like we see now. Um, now we're seeing less of because a lot of people are doing the. Gluten free. <laughs> Gluten free. They do free. Um, the the naked. Oh like yeah, the, the naked, naked cake. cake. Yeah, which I, I love frosting. So <laughs> um, I think it was was it Paul F. Tompkins had a whole comedy bit on like why we love cake more than pie, and it's because of frosting. Yeah, it's, <laughs> well, know, it's so. delicious. Uh, my sister makes really good frosting that I would just prefer to eat with yeah. a spoon. But. Good, good Dutch mm-hmm. chocolate is, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my that's my weakness right there. I'm not really one for frosting too often, but give me a good chocolate, and I'm 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 there. Okay, oh, can I tell you something really funny? Yeah, that I discovered. So in uh, there's a in Russia, there's they have a wedding loaf, and the, okay, and the bride and groom like whoever takes the biggest bite mm-hmm. of their wedding loaf <laughs> is supposed to that shows who's the head of the household. Oh, okay, isn't that All fun? Right. All right. I thought that was I could be into that. Fun. Yeah. I could <laughs> I could take a big bite. <laughs> I could take a big bite. <laughs> of course, so, of course we all know who the head of our household is, my wife, you know, but uh, Could she take know. the bigger bite? No, she just lets me pretend. So, oh, you know, that's that cuz she loves you. That's right. Oh man. Some really cool alternatives or, you know, ice cream cake, cookies, mm-hmm. donuts. Donuts is a huge thing. Oh, the donut wall and the, the that like, donut like we wall talked was about really, on that. Really really cool. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Gross, but cool. Gross, but cool <laughs> if they're flies. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, dessert tables are a huge thing. Uh-huh. Instead of just having cake. I mean, that's they'll been, still have cake, huge lately. lots of desserts. Different yeah, desserts. It, it started off kind of as, as like an Italian thing because mm-hmm. then everybody would bring cookies. 
like like as an italian tradition but now i'm just man almost almost every wedding is like oh we have a dessert table yeah and it's like they're they're not focusing so much on the big expensive wedding cake they're Mm -hmm. just like let's just bring a bunch of desserts and then everybody can will end up finding something that they love and you don't have to worry about allergies (laughs) you know because you can label what's what's in it exactly this one is nut free this one's gluten free Mm -hmm. this one is taste free yeah (laughs) (laughs) i've had a couple taste free yeah so cool. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, you know, um, anytime you get you get to cut the cake, and then afterwards, there's a few traditions left. Um, these, uh, this is really where you kind of get into some of the more optional uh, traditions. Um, but uh, again, they have a time and a place. Uh, but if anything else is is usually going to be nixed for for time, mm-hmm. um, the the money dance. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big one. The dollar dance, uh, apron dance. I've actually heard it called. Um, that's a that's a very traditional thing. It's it's actually one of the most uh, cultural, mm-hmm. uh, traditions. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's kind of one of those where like everybody I talk to about it, they're like, well, what is the money dance? Where does it come from? It's, it's it, because like almost nobody knows. Right. Um, and, and it's interesting in the research I was doing, uh, it, it, it really, I mean, it really seems to be the most controversial because <laughs> brides and grooms are like the money dance. What is that? Oh, that sounds tacky or that sounds <laughs> right. weird or yes, we're definitely doing it or, oh my God, no, we're not going to do it. Um, it, it really goes back the, the, the first money dance was actually a Polish tradition, mm-hmm. um, where guests would place money in the pockets of a bride's apron. She yep. would put on an apron. In fact, I just, uh, last year did a, a wedding where they did a Polish, it was, it, it was, a, it was a traditional Polish thing. It had to do with an apron, but it was actually had to do with like, they tied little weird baby dolls to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the mom presented the, the daughter with an apron, but that apron was part of the Polish, um, wedding dress and they would, they would stuff the pockets, uh, with money. Um, I, I, I found a couple of, of interesting, I mean, there's so many different cultural ones, but, um, in Hungary, uh, the money would be placed in a bride's shoe. Hmm. Like she'd put her shoe on the dance floor and people would just come up. Uh, my wife actually went to a wedding one time without me. Uh, and it was, it was, again, it was one of those like seventh day Adventists or, or one of, one of, I'm sorry, a theological major. I'm not. Um, but one of those religions where dancing was in, in this case, dancing was forbidden. So they were not going to do any kind of dances. They took the bride's boot. She had a, a doc Martin boot and they passed it around and they, and they filled, filled it full it of money. money. My what? wife's like, what is going on? It's <laughs> just like they're passing a boot by me. It's got $20 bills sticking out of it. Um, in, in Nigeria, mm-hmm. uh, the brides and grooms are, are, are sprayed in quotation marks with a small denominations of bills or they're given lays that are made out of, made money. Out of money. And, and the lays made out of money actually goes into, uh, like in the Philippines, my wife's Filipino, so I, I know this one very well. Uh, the money is made into objects, either like, like almost like origami mm-hmm. or it's taped together or they'll make the, the, the money lays. And then those things are then pinned onto the bride's dress, the bride's veil, the groom's vest, the groom's jacket. I've seen that. It's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. It's, or, or they're put it on their head or tape it to the back. I mean, just, it, it gets crazy. <laughs> um, the overall I, idea behind it, a uh, money dance and just what it's all about. It gives the, it gives the bride and groom some spending money for their honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like, uh, if, if you want to take that back in a different sense, uh, in the Renaissance and medieval times, the townspeople, uh, whenever someone would get married, everybody would brew their own honey mead, uh, mm-hmm. as you know, as opposed to you know, because they couldn't drink the water, so they'd drink beer and honey mead. And so, um, at a wedding, everyone in the town would get together and they would brew enough honey mead for the bride and groom, so they wouldn't have to brew their own for a month. Oh. That's actually where the term honeymoon comes from. It's oh. a moon's worth of, of honey mead, um, but it's kind of that. It's kind of that same 
idea is that you're giving them money for their honeymoon. You're giving them money for the first month of their marriage or whatever yeah. it is. It's, it's again, it's not supposed to pay off a car loan or anything. Uh, <laughs> although you know some Filipino weddings could. <laughs> um, but th- this is where this is where etiquette and tradition meet or or clash, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. Um, in some instances, brides and grooms in their thirties. Uh, if they're well-established, they have really good-paying jobs, or even for those who uh, paid for the wedding themselves, uh, they often don't do a money dance because mm-hmm. they feel that it's uh, second marriages. That that's another one. It's like usually they're like, <laughs> "Hey, that's kind of reserved for the kids, the twenty-somethings, you know, the the, the teen weddings, um, those who you know they don't have the means, mm-hmm. uh, so the, the extra spending money." Certain cultures, such as like a Jewish wedding, for example, where it's taboo for the guests to take money out of the out of their pockets. It's it's never done at a Jewish wedding. It's never done in certain cultures. Um, you know this wedding planners, photographers, videographers, even some DJs hate the money dance because it's a time waster. Um, it, it's, it's actually the, usually the first thing that's cut. Uh, if, if you need extra time, I've seen mm-hmm. many a wedding planners talk a bride and groom out of doing a money dance. Like, let's just cut that. Shall we? Um, so what are some alternatives? What are some ideas? Cause I, I learned at my wedding that, you know, a money dance is cool because you get money. Mm-hmm. But what's even cooler about it was I, I was up there dancing um, with people that I've, like my my mother-in-law's best friend mm-hmm. who I just had met once, but she <laughs> wanted to come up and thank me. I'm dancing with relatives that uh, from my wife's side that I didn't know. But yeah. I got to dance like with my nieces who flew in from Switzerland that I didn't spend any time with. Mm-hmm. So I get to dance with all these people and I realize at that moment it has nothing to do with the money. The money is secondary to, hey, people just want to spend 30 seconds mm-hmm. and just come up and say, thank you for inviting me. We're having a great time. You guys look fantastic. Mm-hmm. This is cool. So you can do a money dance without the money. I just call it a best wishes dance. Mm-hmm. It's it's the idea is like, hey, let's take the money element out of it, but you've got a lot of people who maybe they don't want to bother you. They don't want to come up. If you haven't done table visits, mm-hmm. uh, they just want a chance. They want an audience with you, and, mm-hmm. and let's give them a chance. Um, you know, for a selfie. the selfie dance, that's, <laughs> that's another one I've been doing lately. I love the selfie dance. And so do a lot of brides and grooms. It's like, Hey, come up and take a selfie. In fact, I've just worked that into the money dance in general. I say, you want to dance with them? You want to take a selfie, uh, do whatever you want to do. Um, another type of, of, of dance, not really a money dance, but, uh, something I've seen done quite often is a married couples dance mm. or an anniversary dance. Now this is not one where you're dancing with everybody. This is actually, it's it, like I said, it's not so much a, a tradition steeped in history, but it, it's one that's gained a lot of popularity, um, especially because of bands and DJs. And it's, it's just another way to fill the dance floor, calling out the married couples or, or just couples. They don't have to be married, uh, giving them one opportunity to dance with each other. Um, it might be the only chance they get to dance all night. Mm. And, and, uh, you know, some, some of the guests will really appreciate that because they don't do a lot of dancing. And if you specifically call them out, they, they, they're going to remember your wedding. I danced at your wedding. That was so cool. Um, I, I like uh, different schools of thoughts on how to do it. Uh, starting the song and eliminating couples from the youngest to the oldest married couple. Um, that's the way a lot of DJs do it. Personally, I, I, 
I, I don't like to do it that way. I, I think kicking people off the dance floor is exactly the opposite of what I'm paid to do as a DJ. Mm. Um, so I like to do a show of hands at the beginning. Mm. Hey, how many people married five years, 10 years, 20 years? Eventually you get up to that couple that's been married. I just had one recently, 68 years. Oh, Crazy. my goodness. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it's, it's, it, it's cool and it, it lets everybody stick together and they all get to dance, but they get to recognize that couple. Mm-hmm. Some brides and grooms like to give a prize to the longest married couple, such as the bridal bouquet. Mm. Um, if she's not throwing it later, if she has two to give away. I've also seen gift cards. They give away centerpieces, bottles of wine, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera. And it could just be a nice way for the MC to also, um, you know, get a quick interview with, with, the, with that couple. A couple has been married 68 years. I had to put the microphone in front yeah. of their face. Like, how did you guys do it? Give them some wedding tips. Right. I have never been disappointed in an answer I've gotten when I've interviewed uh, you know, a, a, a couple for, you know, cause one of them will say something cute, funny, you know, mm-hmm. sentimental. Um, it, it's, it, it's really cool. Yeah. Years. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and, and again, alternatives, if, if you and your guests just don't dance, um, you could do a big group photo and pair the bride and groom next to the couple that's been the longest. You can set it up in the mm-hmm. exact same way. And so, uh, but you know, that's, that's that. And then of course, like one of the last traditions usually done in the night is the bouquet garter. Yeah. Um, that's something that historically, you know, we, we talk about this at wedding, you tossing of the mm-hmm. bouquet. Uh, it, it comes from, th- actually it comes from a slightly different tradition of just the bride, you know, getting her, her dress ripped to pieces. I guess, uh, the, the, the bridesmaids would, uh, they would, <laughs> they would, they would take the bride to her chamber and then one of them would yell, get the garter. And the smart bridesmaid or the, the smart bride would wear her garter low on her legs so they wouldn't destroy her dress in trying to get it, where oh. the inexperienced brides would wear it really high up and then they'd have their, their dress torn to pieces. <laughs> so oh. it, it kind of goes along with that, you know, tearing off a piece of the bride's dress mm-hmm. for luck. But um, bouquet tosses generally done, you know, for the single ladies. Uh, oh, the, 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 yeah, exactly. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> Beyonce. <go. laughs> uh, it, it's usually, you know, whoever catches the garter is the next to get married. Um, the garter removal, um, historically kind of the same thing. Um, like I said, you know, taking, taking the garter mm-hmm. off and yelling, you know, get the garter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, the garter, it can be, it can be worn on either leg. Mm-hmm. That That's something there's no hard set rule about that. It's whichever leg is more comfortable. It is recommended ladies that you wear it around, uh, like just above your knee. Mm-hmm. Cause that's like the, the, uh, the, the thinnest part of, of, of your upper leg. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit more comfortable. Um, a lot of brides, especially if you're wearing a tight dress or a specific fit, like a mermaid dress, you won't put it on until, you know, right before. Right before. Mm-hmm. As a wedding planner, you know, you know, always got to check. Are you wearing the garter? Well, most often it's put on right before. Yeah. And, and, and that's just it. So as you know, wedding planner DJs who, who know a thing or two <laughs> will always ask, are you wearing it? Or make sure they have time to, uh, to, to, to go put it on and, and do that extra step. Um, for the ladies, for the bouquet toss, you usually play a song. Uh, and, and, you know, you'd call the girls out and then three, two, one, you throw the bouquet for a guys. It's, it's usually two songs. Yeah. It's usually one to call the guys off. And then the second one where he, you know, thinks he's, you know, magic, (laughs) Magic Mike, Mike. (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And, and does a little dance and and takes it off. No, I've seen some grooms that are like horrified. No, I can't possibly do that. So, and you know, that, that, that goes into like all the alternatives, um, 
uh, hey, why don't we just, uh, you know, put the guard around a football and throw that instead yeah. of, you know, <laughs> instead of that. Uh, a, a lot of brides and grooms, they, they don't want to do uh, one or the other for various reasons. You don't have, it's not bouquet garter. Right. It's, it's bouquet toss, garter removal and toss. It's, right. it's, it's two separate things and you can do one or the other. That's fine. Um, you know, maybe the couple is shy. Maybe there's a lack of married couples. Um, maybe you just don't like the tradition. If, if you have a lack of married couples or sorry, a I'm lack married. of single yeah. couples, sorry, uh, you know, call up the married women, mm-hmm. um, or men, they explain whoever catches it is going to have good luck or say they're going to get lucky. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a fun thing. Just depends on your crowd. Um, usually I, I call up the single and married guys, uh, for the garter toss after I do the single ladies. Um, and I do the whole, you know, whoever catches is going to get lucky because let's just face it. We've both seen it where all the single guys are up there and they think, Whoever catches it's going to get married, so they all dive out of the way, and yep. it's a very yeah, <laughs> you know, way <laughs> of like, ending. Eh, no, thank you. Yeah, so the um, little the seven year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Was, <laughs> no matter what, no matter who you throw it to, it's it's always going to be one of the brides, you know, the kids at the, at the party who's going to catch it. Um, so uh, so that that's an alternative. Uh, some brides will just hand their bouquet to their mm-hmm. engaged friend or their sister or something like that. Uh, birthday celebrant, uh, you know. Or like I said, they can give it away during the um, during the married couples dance. So there's there's a lot of different with different things that you can do at that moment, and you know, come up with something interesting and and fun and different on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just kind of leaves us with uh, with with the grand finale. Yeah, and and the, the ending. Exit. Yeah, the grand ending. The grand exit. Well, I, yeah, I was putting them both together. Well, there's many. There's not many different ways, but there's many different ways. Sure. But for What's most common now is usually a last dance where mm-hmm. everybody dances together. Um, just the DJ will call everyone out onto the dance floor for the last song, and because usually a couple the couple stays till the end of the the night, the last possible. Usually, moment. yeah, you don't want to you don't want to sneak out. Yeah, um, but grand exits can be. Anything from just saying goodbye to everyone. Uh, people will line up in lines. People run through sparklers or mm-hmm. balloons. They'll you know let go of balloons. They'll have candles. Um, there's ribbons. You can do confetti. Oh Any, yeah. There's so many variations. So anything you can think of. Yep. People will do. Especially if they're running to like a waiting limousine or right. something or a cool car. A that's car that's all fancy and going to go. Off, yeah. But a lot of I mean, there's so many that are held in you know the same they're staying at the same place mm-hmm. so that that type of exit isn't always like the same yeah you know, isn't always like big yeah it's not they not usually stay done. till the end and they're like goodbye they're walking out the lady's walking out with her shoes holding her shoes yep. in her hand um <laughs> a big thing used to happen was rice yeah. and i did discuss that with we you a little bit that. um the, that the, i found amazing the rice controversy or or, or, or the rice uh, paradox it's mm-hmm. Not as bad as you think. It isn't. <laughs> Rice does not kill birds, people. You heard it here first. Yes. Or again. Well, again. 20 years later. Yes. <laughs> it <laughs> so. does not kill people. But uh, so rice was typically what was thrown. And um, that started back like with the Assyrians mm. and Egyptians. Um, the rice was thrown to because it was good luck and prosperity. Yeah. That's Food was just considered Chuck food good, around. Good <laughs> it's luck good luck. Prosperity. <laughs> um, there's... Many very you can throw bird seed, which became the thing to do. Mm-hmm. You could do um, the politically lavender. correct rice. Oh yeah, flower petals. Yeah, flower rose petals, um, baby's breath, 
There's bubbles. Bubbles. There's so many bubbles. Bubble, and it, but that also depends on where you, where you're at. A lot of places don't they don't like the bubbles because they leave the yeah, especially if it's indoors, the sticky stuff on the floor. But yeah, there's so I've I've seen so many different yeah different the, things. I, I wouldn't say the most popular, but during the summer, the the the, the sparkler send off is yeah. is kind of a big deal. Um, this is just you know candy for your for your photographer and videographer. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are going to have something like that, just make sure that they know. Cause, yeah. uh, those, I mean, unless they're just one of those like, nope, I'm only booked until nine o'clock and I'm out of here. Right. They're going to want to stick around for that. Cause yeah. you know, they're going to glow you know. sticks. Oh yeah. Yeah. Any... You get really good photo. It's a great photo. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they're, oh, and the, another thing. So in military, they'll do the, the. The cross Sword, swords, the crossing yeah. of swords. I've seen that in the grand entrance for, yes. uh, for, for military weddings. And but. also when they, right when they leave the, it mostly happens right when the ceremony's over, like mm-hmm. instead of, you know, it's like when they're going out yep. and that is a really cool thing, but it can be done. At yeah. The a friend of mine, I was in the bridal party as a naval officer. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they did. I think, I think that was when I did the, I did the receiving line for now that I think about it. So let me ask you this. Do, did you see them swat the bride on the tush? That was, I remember we talked about that and they, I think they did. Did they do it? Cause, Cause that's it. You can, or some people do, some people don't. Yeah, the it last one on in line bride. smacks her with the sword. Mm-hmm. Welcome to, <laughs> Wherever she's being welcomed yep. into. Yeah, exactly. Welcome into the military family. Yes. <laughs> well, that's it. And, and yeah, I mean, th- there's so many different, I, I personally, my favorite way to, to end a night is, is go out with a bang, you know, w- do something. You shot out of a cannon. Shoot me out of a cannon and <laughs> <laughs> that's it. DJ MC and stunt man. Uh, no, you know, I, I, I like to, um, I like to do the false ending personally. Mm-hmm. I, I like to do the, uh, the last slow song and then like kind of faded out and Pick it up. yeah, just do a big, you know, you guys didn't really think that's the way we're going to end the night. Did <laughs> you? And, you know, do a couple real fun songs to sing along. And, you know, yeah. I, I always say, leave them singing. And, and obviously then they're wanting more and they're like one more song, <laughs> you know, and one more turns into 12 more. But, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's that, that, that's that philosophy. Again, I have start big end big, you know, start off with a great, something like your grand entrance and end with something great, like a grand finale. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't have to be sparklers. It doesn't have to be bubbles, but it could just be a great song yeah. that gets everybody really happy. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of endings, I think that is uh, pretty much the end of, of our show. We've all hit right. all the major, uh, traditions. Um, of course, if, if you out there in, uh, in wedding, you land who are listening to this can think of any, uh, traditions, please leave us a comment, uh, on our webpage. Mm-hmm. Um, this is being hosted, uh, currently on my page, which is, uh, Dave Mancini, mcdj.com. It's in my blog section. And of course, uh, that's where you can find me pretty much anywhere on the web, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, um, my webpage, Dave Mancini, mcdj. Where can we find you, Amaris? You can find me on Facebook under Interlaced Events or at interlacedevents.com. Very cool. And hopefully soon we will be uh, activating our own website. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're looking at a weddingyou.com. But for now, uh, you know, just keep downloading us on iTunes and yes. leave us a comment. Leave us a leave us a you know nice thing to say. Mm-hmm. Hey, we like those thank yous too. <laughs> you can leave that up <laughs> on iTunes. So uh, for the Wedding You podcast, uh, my name is Dave Mancini. And I'm Amorous Claire. And may your wedding be as beautiful as you. All right, right on. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.